if you are not acting like your best self, just clean it up. Just clean it up. Be vulnerable. Be transparent with the people that you love the most and say, hey, I'm sorry I acted like an asshole and I'm stressed. Notice I, I said and instead of but. So you're not negating what you just said, you know, your apology. I'm sorry I acted like an asshole this morning and I'm really stressed and this is a completely different routine that I'm used to and I um, impulsively acted out and I'm sorry and I'm going to try to do better next time. That's all. That's all you have to say. <laughs> this is your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 328. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, Ask Kickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is another bonus episode that I'm bringing you that's dropping over the weekend. I hope you are enjoying them as we all wade through this uncertain time. I also hope that you liked the interview with Mama Gina, aka Regina Thomashauer, that landed in your ears on Wednesday. I have another interview coming up for you in a few days. But again, this is going to be a solo episode where I'm going to talk to you about something that kind of stopped me in my tracks on Instagram. And I have just a couple of announcements for you. I'm doing something kind of exciting. It's going to be free. And I got an email, gosh, it was probably at least a week ago. It was sort of the week when I felt like shit was really hitting the fan. I feel like that first week, what was that? The week of March 9th, I think. Everyone was kind of like looking around like, what's going on? What's happening? And then the next week, I think that was the week of the 16th. That was when everybody, it was like papers flying, like freaking out. Yeah, I freaked out for a couple of days too. Thank goodness for friends, not the show, like my actual friends. Like I do like the show friends, but my actual friends <laughs> where we were all scrambling and showing up for each other. But during that time, I got an email and I've I've gotten plenty of these emails before and I cherish every single one. And a woman wrote to me and she said, I want to just thank you for your books and your podcast. I tell everyone about your podcast and your books. I love it. I currently started a book club and we're reading 52 Ways to Live a Kick-Ass Life and we are meeting to talk about it. And it just broke me and and broke me in a really great way. It was one of those things where I knew a big cry was coming and I read her email and I just broke down and started crying and it was it was both the grief of what I was feeling in the present moment and also joy and gratitude for this woman's email and I immediately thought to myself, you know what? I want to get on a Zoom call with these people, these people that are invested in my work, invested in this book, and do a Q&A. So instead of just doing it for this one particular woman and her book club, I've decided to do it for all of you. So coming up on April 7th, I am going to do that for all of you. And even if you haven't gotten around to reading my books yet, maybe you're just a podcast listener, that's okay too. You can come. And it's going to be really easy to sign up. You can just text the word book club. I think that's actually two words, but please text it all in one word for it to work. Book club, all one word to 55. 
444-444 and we'll get you signed up. If you are a person who read How to Stop Feeling Like Shit or 52 Ways to Live a Kick-Ass Life and you're writing in the margins or you finished the questions at the end of each chapter and you were like, oh, this pertains to my life and I wish I could ask Andrea this, now is your time to ask me. Even if you don't have any questions, what I hear over and over again from people that come to things like this is when that woman asked that question, it was so helpful for me. Just come and listen to the Q&As. I can't wait to connect with all of you. And again, text book club, all one word, to 55444. If you missed that, head on over to the show notes and you can grab the link over there as well. All right, another thing. We have a playlist. I started making a playlist based on the songs that you were suggesting to me. That link is in the show notes. I think I called it something like YKAL Keeping On or something like that. So it's on Spotify. So I'm going to be adding more songs as I hear them and just to have something to inspire us and motivate us to keep going. All right. I want to officially start this episode by telling you about two resources you may or may not know about. What's keeping me up at night are the people who have lost their jobs. Uh, they are out of work, whether they are small business owners or independent contractors or people who work in the service industry who just who don't who don't have an income right now. The United Way Emergency Relief Fund is one organization that can hopefully help you. That link is in the show notes. Also, if you are familiar with Glennon Doyle, uh, her along with her sister, they run Together Rising, which is a nonprofit that helps people in need. I also want to say this too. Oh, I should probably tell you. <laughs> the Together Rising website, I had a hard time finding out how to figure out where do I click if I am a person in need. And so I found out that you just need to send them an email, contact at togetherrising.org. Also, if you go to both of those websites, togetherrising.org and the United Way website, there is a place to donate. So if you are someone who this crisis is not affecting you financially, especially if you are in a place where you are benefiting from this, I know there are some industries that are doing really well because of the need that is happening right now. If you are someone who has extra, please consider donating to the United Way Emergency Relief Fund and or to Together Rising so we can all come together and help everyone. This isn't happening in a vacuum. We can't recover all by ourselves from this. We need help from others. All right. What I'm going to talk about, the thing that really stopped me in my tracks I think it was over the weekend. I can't even remember. I should probably tell you. I've been doing these these and, and telling you like what the date is because it kind of matters. So I'm recording this on Wednesday, March 25th. So it was a handful of days ago. I was scrolling through Instagram as probably many of us are doing more than usual. I don't know if you know about Humans of New York. It is uh, run by a man who is a photographer. His name is Brandon Stanton. And he takes pictures of people in New York and runs stories on them. And it's pretty straightforward. He also has a book, I think, that came out a year or so ago. And he posted something on Instagram last week that made me pause and think. And it wasn't a picture of someone. It was simply text. And I'm going to read to you what Brandon wrote. Here's what he said. Something is coming. This isn't a philosophical debate. It's not a math problem. It doesn't require a calculator. The worst of what we're seeing across the globe will soon be here. 
The only thing that separates us is time. Like most people, I've been consumed with the instinct of self-preservation. I've been trying to figure out how to best protect my family. These feelings tend to swell during times of fear and anxiety, but as a storyteller, I'm also feeling a different instinct. I think this will be our generation's world war. Hopefully this war will be short. Hopefully it will pass in a single season. Hopefully containment and warm weather will buy us enough time for a vaccine and we will greatly limit the loss of life. And hopefully the most dire predictions will prove to be alarmist. But regardless, for a time, the entire world will be at war. The one fortunate twist is that all of us will be fighting a common enemy. As with all wars, each of us will be remembered by our behavior during this time. What instinct did we embrace? The instinct of self-preservation or the instinct of compassion? During our world war, did you make things better or did you make things worse? Did you lash out or did you comfort? If you have extra, did you share? If someone relies on you for their income, did you pay them? If your neighbor lives alone, did you help them prepare? If you wonder how somebody is making it, did you call and ask? We're going to be fine, but we're going to be fine because there are so many people who will choose humanity over selfishness. There will always be people who make things better and better until finally things aren't bad anymore. We will be led by our healthcare professionals over the coming weeks. They will be our heroes, and they will need all our love and gratitude. For everyone else, the best way to save lives right now is social distancing. So I will not be continuing Honey as normal. He goes on to just, it's another short paragraph about what he is doing, and Honey is an acronym for Humans of New York, what he's going to be doing. Um, Obviously, he can't be out taking pictures of people out and about in New York City. Um, so he's going to, he's doing different stories of people in quarantine. There's a link to his Instagram profile in the show notes, or if you just search humans of New York or humans of NY, you will be able to find it. And the thing really that struck me about what Brandon wrote is about where he's talking about our behavior. And I do like that he mentioned that our first instinct is to protect ourselves, to protect our children, to protect our families. That's normal human behavior. And quite honestly, if we didn't have this instinct, we wouldn't be here right now, right? If none of us gave a shit, (laughs) we wouldn't be here. So if you're beating yourself up for panic buying or for not having reached out to anyone yet, I want you to try to practice self-compassion and understand that it is a normal human reaction to sort of go inward and protect just the people that you are the closest to, okay? I do feel like that was a normal response for the majority of people right in the beginning. And I'm hoping that by the time this episode reaches you, the dust has mostly settled. And by dust mostly settled, I mean that hopefully the shock has worn off, that you've figured out what your situation is right now, that you understand we all need to take this day by day. And if you're not there yet, 
I hope that you're working towards a place of surrender. And if that's the case, may we all be able to think about our behavior. And I've been thinking about people who do have the luxury of being able to work from home, because I know that that's a privilege. Um, Not everyone, they either still have to go to work out in the wild or they're not working at all. Regardless, I guess, there's a lot of people staying home right now. There's a lot of families together in the home that you're not used to. I work from home. I've worked from home for the last decade plus. And over the last several years, as both of my children have been in school full-time, I've gotten used to that. I've gotten used to getting them ready for school, sending them off. My husband goes to work and... I'm home alone for <laughs> the much well, you know, at least what six hours, and I get my work done as best as possible, and that's that. And so now everybody's home. And so yesterday I had a client at nine in the morning. You know, I meet with my clients on Zoom in my home office. We're about fifteen minutes into the session, and I hear so the the printer, the house printer, is in my office. And my husband is home, you know, homeschooling our children or doing his best because that's like, let's be honest, it's been a bit of a shit show. So about 15 minutes into this client call and the printer starts printing and it's completely distracting, right? Like this doesn't happen when I'm with the client. (laughs) And then about 10 seconds later, I hear a very loud knock at my door and the door is like right behind me. And I'm like, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. And my first instinct was massive irritation, frustration, and anger. And I'm like, don't you people know that I'm with a client? Like, (laughs) this is not going to work. And so I open the door and I'm irritated with my daughter. I'm yelling down to my husband. And he's like, sorry, I texted you. And I'm like, why would you text me in the middle of a client session? Like, I'm just going to be able to be like, excuse me, I need to text this person back. It's just everything is kind of getting thrown up in the air in my face. And in those moments, I have a choice to make. Like, how am I going to behave? Well, obviously I didn't I didn't show up as my best self. In the moment I was frustrated and lashed out a little bit. And what I did after I met with my client is I cleaned it up and apologized to my daughter. I apologized to my husband. And then we moved the printer out of my office and figured out how to do it. And I feel like that is probably happening to some degree or another all over the world. And we are in each other's spaces. We are in each other's faces. We are just energetically boundaries are being crossed all over the place. And I say that because I want to just normalize how difficult that can be. Some of you might be absolutely 100% loving it. You love to be around other people all the time. Like it is your jam. And for other people, it's, trying. You know, I'm an extrovert and I, my whole life has been thrown upside down. So I say all this to completely normalize it. And also if you are not acting like your best self, just clean it up, just clean it up, be vulnerable, be transparent with the people that you love the most and say, Hey, I'm sorry. I acted like an asshole and I'm stressed. Notice I I said, and instead of, but So you're not negating what you just said, you know, your apology. I'm sorry I acted like an asshole this morning and I'm really stressed 
and this is a completely different routine that I'm used to. And I um, impulsively acted out and I'm sorry, and I'm going to try to do better next time. That's all. That's all you have to say. This is how we get through this. This is how we take care of each other. And this is also how we take care of ourselves. You know, I'm always talking to you about the importance of vulnerability and coping skills and all the ways that we typically impulsively act. I mean, that was generally speaking what How to Stop Feeling Like Shit was about. Taking all those coping mechanisms that are sort of our knee-jerk reactions, what we're used to, and pausing to notice when we do them, and then act in accordance to our values, act in accordance to the type of woman that we want to show up as. And I know that you don't want to show up as a frazzled, (laughs) frenetic, scared, mean person. And if you are, of course you are. Of course you are. None of us have gone through this before. There is no manual on how to act. There's just not. And so notice, get curious about it, and clean up any messes that you make and try to do better next time. That's all we have as humans. That's really all we have. The next thing I want to talk to you about before I close it up is grief and I think that grief is one of those things that we don't realize that we're in it. I've said this so many times before. I think we reserve grief for big things like someone dying in our life. Really, that's, I think, at the top of the list, like what we know grief is when we're about to walk through grief. And this is a time of grieving. I had a friend reach out to me and she said, She texted me and said, I feel so bad that I am crying over my son's not going to have a graduation. So her son is a senior. It's her only child. And she's like, everything is canceled. His graduation, his senior trip. There's like all these senior things that I don't know about yet because I'm not there yet, but senior picnic and all these things that are just canceled. And she said, I feel so bad crying over that because there are so many people that have it so much harder than me right now who have lost their jobs, who might get evicted, et cetera, who have no savings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Who am I to be crying over this? And, you know, we all have shit that we are disappointed about. Maybe your spring break vacation has been canceled. Maybe your work event that you have been planning for so long has been canceled, an event that you were going to go speak at, like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There are so many things, fun things, exciting things that aren't happening, and you have every right to be sad and grieve that. We are also grieving a loss of our routine. Grief, basically, let me back up for a second. Grief comes from the Latin word garave, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Latin is not my specialty, but that word means heavy or weighty. And I don't know about you, but to me, this time is most especially heavy or weighty. So please, please, please allow your grief to happen. Please, please, please 
don't feel like you need to apologize or think that your story isn't bad enough or whatever it is that you are thinking that you need to be dismissive of your own feelings. As you know, if we don't feel our feelings, they stay with us, they live within us, and they manifest in some other way. For some of us, that's anxiety. For some of us, it's insomnia or depression. Sometimes it's lashing out. It's blaming. It's just so many different ways that it will come out. And it might not even be right now. It might stay with you and come out at some other time. So I'm asking you to feel whatever it is that you feel and not make it wrong, not make it bad. Notice if you're feeling embarrassed or ashamed of your own feelings, because this is a time of massive uncertainty and you denying your feelings is not going to make it go any faster. It's not going to make you feel better. None of those things. So please feel your feelings. Please know that everything that you're going through is normal. Please reach out to people that you trust. I hope that you have them so you can express whatever it is that you're feeling and they can show up for you. And also ask for what you need. If someone is putting a silver lining on it or telling you it's not that bad or whatever it is that they're doing to just really probably have good intentions and try to make you feel better, be specific about what it is that you need. You could say something like, you know, what would make me feel so much better right now is if you listened and just nodded your head or gave me a hug or just tell me that you understand. That's it. Please ask for what you need. Please express your feelings. And please know that whatever it is that you are feeling right now is normal. All right, Ask Kickers, that's all I got for you. Again, if you want to come to the free book club Q&A, just text the word book club, all one word, to 55444. It's April 7th. And until next time, I will see you all out in cyberspace. Bye-bye. 